Welcome to the Church Leadership Podcast, your weekly source for encouraging and equipping local church leaders with your hosts, Mark Ganey and Andy Frazier. In each episode, Andy and Mark sit down with church leaders that you should know. We believe these honest conversations will be helpful and encouraging to you as you lead the local church. Here is this week's episode. Welcome to today's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. Our mission here at Church Leadership Podcast is to encourage and equip you to lead in the local church, and we're pumped about today's conversation. Uh, It's not just going to be informative and encouraging, it's going to be fun as well, but I'll let Andy tell you the details about that. Before we even get there, though, I want to encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. We don't want you to miss a single episode. If you're anything like most podcast listeners or watchers, you really only pay attention to and listen to the podcast that you subscribe to. That's certainly the way I am. So we don't want you to miss any episodes. So make sure you go over, subscribe to the podcast and let us know, drop us a line, let us know what you would like to see or hear on the podcast. So without further ado, Andy, let's start today's conversation. Well, we are glad you joined us this week for Mark and I and our guests. This week is the week following up uh, all of the, the Thanksgiving hubbub and getting ready for, uh, Christmas uh, events in our families and churches. So we appreciate each of you for taking the time to listen or watch this episode. We have a special episode for you. As we kind of close out this year, we wanted to invite some guests, some very special guests, some great friends of ours to join us to talk about some things that I think all of us need to listen in on this conversation, be encouraged by what we're talking about, and hopefully it will help you to kind of assess and evaluate what we've been through the last couple of years and get ready for next year. Uh, It is the end of the year. And that's what we've been talking about, how we can assess our own personal spiritual lives, the health of our ministry organization that we're leading and help us look to planning. And it's going to be very unconventional because (laughs) things are not predictable like they used to be. So today we have with us uh, three special friends and when I say special, I mean really special, right, Mark? So that's right. Uh, yeah. Take that however uh, you want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first off, we have Cody Hale from Iron City Baptist Church in Anniston, Alabama. We have Eric Taylor from Bethel Baptist Church in Pleasant Grove, Alabama. And we have Ben Posey, AKA uh, Chris uh, yeah. from <laughs> Leroy, Alabama, Leroy First Baptist. So, guys, we're so thankful that you joined us on the podcast this week. Excited to be here. Glad to be, to be here. here. Yeah, so this this crew, man, you're like, you know, in the old NASCAR days, the Alabama gang, this is our Alabama gang, man. This is this is the cream of the crop. Um, you know, when when we choose to hang with guys, these are these are some of the guys that we choose to hang with. So um thank you guys. And you know, some of you have been on the podcast before. Um, um, different discussions, but we're excited about today. So the the first question we're going to start with, and um, there's no order to this. Uh, You know, this podcast is all about having a conversation with people and letting other people listen or watch. And that's what today's going to be. So um, really, what we want to start with is something that I think is a healthy question for all of us to ask other people and also to answer ourselves, because we tend to not want to think about this. And that is, how are you doing? Um, You know, Andy alluded to it a minute ago. How are you doing spiritually? How are you doing emotionally? You know, how is even, you know, maybe after you talk about that, how's your church doing? And really um, we want this to be a transparent conversation um, because sometimes, you know, misery loves company, but also, you know, when we celebrate 
uh, we like to celebrate with people who have things to celebrate uh, for as well. But how are you doing after all the craziness? And I think we're not through it yet, obviously, but it, it's lasted a whole lot longer than we expected and it's completely changed everything. So how are you guys doing? Yeah, I'd say for me, um, I don't really know how I'm doing, to be honest with you. I, you, you as I was thinking about that question, I, I kept going back and forth. I think I'm doing really well. Well, maybe I'm not doing so doing so well. Um, so there's some senses in which I feel like I'm doing the best that I've, mm. I'm the best that I've been in a very long time. Uh, you guys are aware that I went through some health challenges and some things like that. And I'm, I'm kind of on the other side of that. And I feel the best um, that I've felt in a very long time. Um, and so from a health standpoint, so I have more energy uh, than I've had in a really long time. Um, and, and honestly, our church lately has really rebounded well. And so we're, we're kind of back in at pre-COVID attendance and, and things like that. And so that, that has been a relief as it is for, for any pastor, just to, it's been energizing, you know, and exciting um, to see that and to see some new folks uh, come and, and be a part of what we're doing. But then on the other side of that, you know, I, I've been thinking, I've been noticing that maybe my fuse isn't as long as it usually is, um, that I, I seem to be less patient than I typically would think that I would be. Um, I think I, I, my stamina is not usually what it is. Um, so I, I, there's one sense, I feel like I'm really, really doing well, but there's another sense in which I feel like I'm still recovering and I'm trying to bounce back from really just running through quicksand for the last year and a half. And I just, I think I'm just tired. And, and so my, I don't feel like I've really reached peak capacity yet again. And so with the good times right now are really good, but then I go home and I just collapse. And sometimes, you know, how pastors are, you wake up in the morning and at 6am I've already got text messages on my phone. And then I'm still getting like existential crisis questions at 11pm at night. And there are times I get so frustrated. I'm just like, I don't want any more of that. And I think, I think some of that is just personal fatigue um that that's the result of everything that spiritual fatigue emotional fatigue that I, i've just noticed that my my limit seems lower than normal so so to be honest with you i don't really know how i'm doing i feel the church is doing well we're, we're in a really good place um we're it's a very different church than it was pre-covid i've told people you know like a third of our congregation like we're at pre-covid attendance but a third of the people that are attending are different people than we're attending uh, pre-COVID. And so that's been, that's been a transition. And so there's a lot of fatigue, even in connecting with new people and meeting new people. So, so yeah, so there's, there are times in which I feel like I'm doing the best that I've done in quite a long time and other times where maybe I don't feel like I'm doing quite as well. Hmm. That's good. Eric, how about you? How are you? Well, you know, I was, uh, I was sitting here listening to Cody and, and I can echo a lot of, uh, a lot of the same sentiments that, uh, that he shared, um, in a lot of ways, I feel like I'm having more fun in ministry right now than I ever have. I told that to my church the other day, because on the, again, like Mark said, I don't think we're through this, but we're kind of on the backside of where we've been with it right now. Uh, our, our church weathered this very, very well. Uh, we obviously, we went online only for a season and we've bounced back. We haven't gotten to a hundred percent, uh, return, but, uh, like Cody, we have a different church and I've been here only two years. I started 
and then two months later, COVID hit. And so really, I'm, uh, I'm kind of the pastor that kind of walked through COVID with them. And that's a good thing and a bad thing, because I got here and then all of a sudden we were in crisis mode. And uh, by the grace of God, we made some decisions that turned out to be really, really good decisions. And, and they weren't decisions that I made because I know I talked with each one of you guys and said, what are you guys doing? And, and it was, it was that conglomeration of, of, of wisdom that, uh, that we gathered that helped me make some decisions that our church said, wow, this, we, we made the right hire. And so again, <laughs> it gave me a lot more credibility and a lot more, um, leadership capital um, so that when we get on the back end of this, uh, when we have to make some hard decisions, I think we're poised to do that. Mm. And so uh, that was kind of the journey through here. Uh, as far as, uh, as far as how I'm doing, um, I feel like that, uh, that I have margin in my life and I'm, I'm older than the rest of you guys, but, uh, and we're empty nesters, but uh, love doing uh, love, hanging out with my grandkids, uh, grandkids are, uh, they can, they can test your capacity, but, uh, uh, but we'll, we'll drive and we'll do things for our grandkids that I wouldn't even do for my kids. But, uh, but we are, we are having a blast and we have margin. My wife and I, um, we've learned to say no to some things that are, that are not critical, uh, to the mission or critical to the marriage, critical to the things that, that we want to do. Uh, so that we can say yes to the better things and yes to the best things. And, and uh, we'll celebrate next week. No, this week, Thursday is our 32nd wedding anniversary. Um, Happy anniversary. Cody, you were like two years old when we were married. Thank you very much for making <laughs> yeah. it. Cool, right? Um, That's right. But, uh, I was running around the, with a popsicle in my hand. Yeah. There you go. These are the days where he wasn't even old enough to be the ring bearer in your wedding. So. <laughs> <laughs> we drag him in a wagon. That's it. Um, but but we're having a time um, where we're experiencing some some great highs spiritually, uh, some great highs relationally and uh, and ministerially. Uh, things are going well. Now, that's not to say, boy, you know, he's he's just uh, he's got it all together. I don't. In fact, before we got on this call, I deleted uh, my Facebook, my Instagram and my um Twitter account from my phone uh, because I wanted, and, and again, that's been a, that I've been wrestling with that for some time because I have fear of missing out. I don't want to miss out on, on anything. And I, I rationalize that by saying, we well, you know that that's where our people are. And that's, if I want to know stuff about my, my church and my people, I, I need to be on there, but guys, it, it has become a drain for me. Mm. And, and so uh, I ask uh, I ask a, a few people that I trust. I said, "Listen, what do you think about me just backing off of this thing for thirty days?" And they said, "Do it." And and if your world falls apart because you're off of social media for thirty days, your world wasn't what it what it should have been anyway. Yeah, so, and so, Eric, let me let me say this real quick. What you're not saying is is don't stop listening to podcasts. But social media <laughs> yeah. okay, creates that creates greater capacity for the podcasts that I have not been able to catch up on. So I need to go back and listen to the the last three podcasts that okay. dropped on the last few Tuesdays. So hey, listen, my student pastor hasn't listened to a single one. So 
you know, <laughs> at the leadership issue, places. and you'll you'll get there. You'll get there. <laughs> you'll, you have time to read a uh, a little orange book I saw too, right? I mean, there's time to read four I mean, invitations. Hey, absolutely. That's yeah. good Actually, I've read I've read two invitations, and and I'm I'm overwhelmed now, so I'm just going <laughs> to work on two. I just don't do that. Ben, now how you doing, stuff. man? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I think I could echo some of uh, Cody and Eric as well. Um, I think the first going into COVID, I had the mentality after the first month or so, realizing, okay, this is this is going to take longer than two week period uh, that they said it would take. And I, I started looking around and I started seeing things in our church. I'd only been here two years at that point. And so started seeing some things. I said, okay, I, I just, my, my theme for like a year there was like, I just don't want to waste the opportunity I'm getting at this point. Don't want to waste the opportunity COVID's giving us in the midst of the chaoticness of COVID and wouldn't want to go through it again. But, you know, y'all understand what I mean. Didn't want to waste those opportunities that we were getting by slowing down and stepping back and having to quit things that, you know, we, we'd been doing for decades. Um, but, you know, about two months ago, I, I don't know if I shared this with you guys or not, but about two months ago, I, I kind of hit my wall. I hit my COVID mm-hmm. wall where I was just like, I, I'm done. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if this is worth it. I'm tired. Um, struggling. Uh, caused me to have struggles at home, you know, and those kind of things as well. My personal life ministry. I remember sitting down with my youth pastor um, that week, just walking his office. I was like, man, I'm discouraged. I, I'm depressed. I said, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And I, I just was honest with him, you know, and he was and he was about the same place I was. I think we were both kind of feeling each other's disappointment too, rubbing off each other in a negative way. And so, you know, that's two months ago. And it was it was a rough um, probably about a rough uh, two or three weeks, particularly for me, emotionally, spiritually. Um, I feel like I'm rebounding from that a little bit. Um, been encouraged, had a great conversation with a local pastor in my area who's a uh, I looked at him as a strong leader. Uh, he, he's a pl- church planner. Uh, so he's planted his church from the beginning several years ago. Um, not a, not a Southern Baptist guy. So there's some, there's some things that uh, he sees things from a different perspective. I do um, some of that's positive. And so he, he's a great encourager for me, but just kind of sat me down and said, Ben, there's some things I see uh, from the outside looking in at your church. And I've seen this in you for, you know, three years now, we've known each other, seen this in you, seen the fire in your eyes, and I see what, what God's put you here for. And so really great conversation. But but basically it was to um, to, to stop <laughs> trying so hard, uh, to stop trying to force people and things, and, and therefore stop being frustrated when they don't happen. Um, and uh, basically just re-challenge me to lead by examples, you know, be the change you want to see in people. And uh uh, be firm, but but also understand that not everybody's actions your responsibility. And so um, that's been a very encouraging kind of walking with that. Had a great uh, a little disappointment this this last night. Our evening service didn't turn out the way we were supposed to plan. So uh, people were supposed to be here. Emergency came up. They couldn't be here. So the whole service ended up getting turned upside down, and we had to kind of make shift and patch. And through that service, God just, you know, reconfirmed me a faith in him and who he is and, and what he wants to do in me and in our church. And uh, so, you know, 
do I feel like I'm kicking on all cylinders yet? No way, man. I, I'm still struggling uh, with days and, uh, you know, it affects every area of my life, but I, I feel like I'm beginning to see a light into the tunnel. I'm getting excited about some things after the first of the year, some things we're doing as a church family and been planning. One of those things we've been planning for two years, it got postponed this past spring, it was supposed to be the end, but uh, we're going forward with it now. And so I'm uh, getting excited about some of that, but, um, but it has been a really weird time. And I guess I was seeing people hit that COVID wall a year ago. And, and I was kind of like, well, you know, I'm just looking at opportunities. I, you know, I, I've been, I kind of was telling people, it's like a prolonged honeymoon season for me. You know, I felt like, you know, right before COVID hit, I felt like there's pressure on me to start doing things. And I had some plans. Then COVID stopped all that. So like for a year and a half, we we're like, well, there's no pressure on me to do anything because we're all figuring this out. It was like a prolonged honeymoon. But then all of a sudden, like I said, two months ago, it just hit me. And, and I'm just now kind of starting to rebuild from that. And uh, so and and last week, you know, Tuesday being with you guys was super encouraging for me as well. Kind of part of that, uh, you know, give me a little bit of hope for what's to come. And, and uh, since you guys are adopting First Baptist Leroy, as a guinea pig for our stake for all the plans we have. So really excited about that partnership. Yeah, you really, that's what got you over the hump, right? Look, that's listen, right. That's it. That's it. so what you said is so true. And I think we've all experienced it at different times, but you know, we hit that, that wall, all of us usually later than our people. And that's typical because yeah. we're, we're, we're shouldering that load for the most part, but it hits everybody. And uh, so, man, I, I appreciate all of you guys for sharing that. I think everything that Cody, Eric, and Ben has shared is probably an echo of what most people who are watching and listening to this podcast, they're, they're all feeling those same things. You feel energized and excited and you feel just bummed out and, and just exhausted at times. And we're, we're swinging that pendulum back and forth. Um, we could go on and on and on about health and spiritual health and, and taking care of yourself and, and let me encourage, if you're watching or listening, if you, if you feel like you're just in that pit and you can't get out, reach out to us. Uh, we'll be glad to pray with you, talk with you, point you in the right direction of resources. Or we've even had uh, a counselor on, on this podcast before. We've got people we can put you into to, to contact with them so that you can have some conversations that will be helpful. We'll help you any way we can. And uh, what, that's what we want to do. We want to encourage and equip on this podcast. And one of the ways I feel like we can equip other people by watching and listening to this podcast is talk a little bit about our planning process and how it is radically probably different now than it was just two years ago. So guys, tell us a little bit about, give us like a, a 30 second snippet of, of what planning normally looks like for you and your church. And then give us about a, a two minute answer of how that looks different now than it did two years ago. Who wants to go so, first? So for our, for our church, um, typically we take the calendar that we had the previous year and we would move the, all those things forward. And then we would think about the new things that we would want to do. And it was really difficult to take away some of the things that had been done for a very long time. Um, in order to maybe move forward. It, some of those things were now obsolete. Some of them were in less than effect. Some of them were, were quite good, right? Um, but even if we would evaluate them, we would know that it was really difficult for us to, 
to be able to do anything with those. And so very often in the past, th those things, those items would carry over from one year to the next. And then we would think about new initiatives and new uh, moves we wanted to make as a, as a church culture and things like that. And so we would just add to our calendar. But one thing where COVID did us an amazing favor is it no, nothing carried forward, nothing carried <laughs> forward. And so it enabled us to really start with a blank slate. And so we kind of said from the outset uh, that COVID is going to be a gift for us. It, ben kind of mentioned that as well. This is an opportunity. And so we had already had some cultural shifts that we wanted to make in our church family. And because we kind of anticipated that nobody expected to come back to the same church that they left because their whole, all of society had, sh shift, had shifted in such a drastic way. We took that as an opportunity to make some significant changes and to plan some significant changes and to really be able to take hold and leverage our church calendar in a much uh, more helpful way. We also used it as an opportunity because there was a lot of time when there was nothing for us to do um, as far as being able to go hospital visits and shut-in visits and all those kinds of things that are, are good and we love to do. They weren't possible for us to do them. And so we took that opportunity to really rip things down to bare metal. How are our groups doing? What do we need to do? How are how's our discipleship ministry going? What's our what's what's the last what has the last decade of missions taught us and how do we carry that forward for the next decade of missions? And so we've done a lot of planning um, in that way. And it's been exciting. And and for me, I feel like this has really given me the opportunity to really be the pastor. So I, I'm in my eighth year now. And now our church really is a reflection of what I could see all those years ago, but I never could figure out exactly how, was to, how to get there. And, and so now it's fun. You know, it's really, it's really been fun and exciting to be able to see those things. But COVID really, so COVID really gave us an opportunity to make some shifts that we really needed to make for a very long time. And now that we've made those shifts, our people enjoy them and they're, they're, really starting to spin the flywheel and, and, and be a lot of fun. And so I would say our planning is completely different right now than it was pre-COVID. That's awesome. That's good to hear. Eric, how about you? You know, we're, uh, uh, we had a lot of the same, uh, a very similar process that, that Cody had. I inherited that where essentially we got a whole lot of people in a room and we had a calendar sheet and we filled up that calendar. And that, that was success. And when, when I heard, when I came here and I heard that was the process, I thought, dear Lord Jesus, would you please send the global pandemic <laughs> anymore? No. Uh, and he answered my prayer graciously. No, but, uh, but that's what happened is, is we were, I was trying to figure out a way. This is not a good process because it was success was filling up a calendar and the last two years, has been really about what is mission critical. And now um, we're going to do a, a little bit of that. What we're going to do is we're not going to have a meeting and I may get pushback from that because they've always had a meeting. We're not going to have a meeting. We can just go get the, the calendars from the last 12 years and look at them and see what goes forward. <laughs> and I'm going to sit down with our staff and say, what are these things? What are the things that, that we have to do? What are the things that God has called us to do this year? And uh, a, a little like Cody said, some of the mission initiatives, uh, the strategic initiatives that we want to do now that COVID has lent the opportunity to maybe um, uh, have more gospel conversations or uh, especially 
walking through uh, the grief process with people who've uh, who've lost loved ones uh, due to COVID and things like that. So it really is, it's not giving us a blank slate on the calendar planning part of it, but it's given us a, a window to say, we're going to do this differently. And we have one shot until the next global pandemic. Uh, you know, we have one shot. We And that's one of the things that we're going to talk about in our staff meetings. We have one shot to get this right, to, to shift the culture and shift the focus from being a calendar planning or calendar driven church to a, uh, to, to a, a process driven and a disciple making church. That's good, man. That's good. I like it. Ben. Yeah. Um, I, I think some similarities there um, as far as events, calendar kind of stuff with our church is how we did things. And honestly, like I said, you know, I've only been here a couple of years. Um, as far as planning stuff goes, there was very little church-wide changes that I was putting my hands on. I, I was more, you know, how am I direct people behind the scenes? And um, so some of that with COVID, obviously, uh, the the story goes last two years everything's gone away so a lot of things we normally plan to do but when we do very big went away couldn't do them the, if we did them we couldn't do them the same way we did before so facing a lot of that um one one thing as far as future wise going forward uh, a couple of things we're looking at doing I'm, I'm setting up next year as a big focus on equipping trying to equip leaders um one thing is we're hoping we haven't set the date yet we're waiting on uh, I went to talk with the state office about Sunday school training night. Again, uh, some of those guys come down there. Sunday school training leaders is where they get paid for the state office. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm looking at planning a deacon workshop where we're actually going to be focusing on what is a deacon, uh, what does a deacon do? Because that's something that we've got to really, we are a deacon led church. I mean, our deacons lead the church. In fact, the joke from the, my, my, the previous pastor here when he called me, uh, he said when he got to the new church, he asked his staff guys, uh, when's the deacons meeting? And they were like, what do you mean? He's like, you know, the meeting where the deacons tell us what to do. <laughs> they were like, there's not one of those. You tell the deacons. So we're very much deacons kind of tell us what we're doing, kind of church mentality. And so, um, which we got some great guys in that. That's not been a that's not been a horrible nightmare like you would think it could be in some places uh, for us. Um, but it is something we're trying to, you know, if you were to poll our deacon deacon guys what what they do every, be, you'd get a bunch of different answers and so we're trying to simplify it so okay what do we do uh what do deacons do what, what does that work so that's what they were working on this year plus just pouring into other leaders uh we got some new children's directors uh co-leaders for the children's ministry we're trying to pour into over the next several months trying to equip them and empower them to do ministry um you, you know i don't i don't feel like we're in a place where I don't have any grand visions for 2022 being the turning First Baptist Church Leroy upside down. And we're going to be this massive, all of a sudden, disciple making movement church by December. Um, but but there's steps that we're taking along the way. Um, I think I'm the mind shift for me the last couple of months has been how do, how do I simplify what I'm doing ministerially wise, discipleship wise? How do I make that more effective? Uh, how do I be more firm in smaller areas so that we can um, make big changes in the future, but small changes now? And so that's where my ministry focus has been. And I feel like the last two years was 
like I said, didn't want to waste that. We got exposed some things in our area that the, some issues we had before COVID, COVID exposed those things. It didn't create any new problems. It just exposed the holes that were there in ministry. And so we're going to spend this year trying to shore up some of those things using, using some staff and directing them as well and our deacons. So very good. Thank you guys again for sharing all that. And that's, um, I think that's an encouragement to, to those listening and watching and maybe even maybe some things I haven't thought about that, that will be helpful real quick. Um, before we close, we're, we're pushing time already, but 15 seconds or less, 15 seconds or less. What are you most excited about in terms of your church for 2022? I'm excited about, we're launching five new groups in February, five new connection groups. And, and so that's the, that's the biggest uh, new launch of groups and as far as I can I know in our church's history and so really excited about new people that we have to connect and new opportunities to be able to connect them and the leaders that are leading those lead, lead, those groups are stellar stellar leaders so I'm, I'm really thrilled about that awesome very good uh, I'm excited uh, not about a thing but really about an attitude I, I think our church's attitude is uh, they're ready to move forward they're ready to uh, to embrace what God has put on this side of COVID and allowed us to say, okay, we're, we want to be everything that God created us to be as a church. Awesome. I think, I think for me, I, I'm, I'm excited and hopeful. Uh, we got a, got an event first of the year that hopefully is going to open up into some of these conversations that I was talking about with deacons and other leaders and trainings. I, I'm just excited about the platform for those conversations to take place where I can hear from my leaders, what they think they ought to be doing. And then that's going to, I think that's going to give me a great opportunity to speak into that and to be able to lead um, biblically as a leader to say, this is, this is what your role is. And so I'm excited about those opportunities for those conversations to take place. Awesome. Mark, I'm excited about more conversations with these guys and some other people that we respect and appreciate in 2022. Absolutely. Because I have, uh, I have benefited a great deal from hearing Cody, Eric, and Ben share today. Uh, their, their story seems to be our story, their hurts and their disappointments and their, uh, exhaustion seems to be a shared thing, but also we, we, I think we all share this anticipation and excitement for what God has in store for us next year. No doubt. Guys, thank you so much for, for joining us or, you know, just being uh, patient as we ask these questions that are, you know, that are tough to answer sometimes, but I think uh, you being willing to do that and your honesty and transparency is really going to help encourage a lot of, of leaders in churches, um, not just in Alabama, but all across uh, the nation and world. So uh, guys, again, thank you so much for joining us. And for those watching and listening, uh, we are super thankful for you. And uh, we know that today's conversation has been an encouragement and we hope it helps equip you to lead in the local church. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and even review our podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. 